I moved to Texas and they, they used to have a race or they have a race in, in the Dallas area. Yeah. But Texas, you would think, you know, Southern folk, just like here in Florida, it would be a big thing. Nope. No, no, hold on. Hold on. Texas is not Southern folk like Florida. Well, we're related because we're both in the South, in the Southern portion of the country. But right. I would think that most people like we're not. And like I'm talking deep South. Now, I don't know why they call it the deep South, like Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, all that shit. I don't know how that's much deeper. South Carolina. I don't see how it's much deeper than Florida. Right. But what I'm trying to say is, yeah, you can offend some people because some Texas people might say they're not Southerners. They're Texans. Right. Isn't that Texas thing? Like we, we are the best. We're the biggest. Everybody yeah. else. Sucks. Oh, yeah. And and they consider themselves Southern. You know. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, did not know that. Well, they so, were leaning on the Confederate side in the Civil War, no? I have not a clue. But yeah, when uh, when Brenda and I got back together, it was kind of like, I uh, yeah, I was jokingly, I'm like, yeah, I'm Southern. I'm from Florida. She goes, no, th- that that's not Southern. Maybe. So they they don't consider Florida Southern. You know, they consider it but Southern. Texas and, is Southern. See, don't but, tell me. Look, I yeah. like Bucky's. I like barbecue. I like going. I like the Dallas Cowboys even on the occasion on Sunday. But don't tell me that Florida's not Southern, right? Yeah, that's a that's a you know territory thing. But um, everything's yeah. bigger in Texas. Yep. Um, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the worst fucking podcast you've ever heard. Go, Mike's. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Both Mike's. Yes, guys. Both Mike's is a show about nothing and everything. That over there is Mike Sofka. And that over there is Mike Taylor. And together we are Both Mike's. Both Mike's, yes. Show number 150. 150. Not a prime number. No, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. 150 is uh and the we main... still suck. <laughs> Just not as bad. Um 150. I grew up at 150 Morningside Avenue in Park Ridge, New Jersey. So 150 is uh, also the first three numbers of my social security number. I wrestled 150. Really? Well about there, 147. When I graduated 152. Yeah. I graduated high school at 137. And uh, six foot three and 137 pounds, dude. Eat a hamburger or something, shit. dude. Yeah, well, you know what? It's weird. I get, I don't know why, but like, I guess growing up and not being, you know, just from a, a regular middle class family, like, I would just eat, like, I remember having two pieces of pizza, that was my thing, you know, two slices of pizza. Now I can probably polish off a damn pie. Which yeah. is sad. Yeah, I got to a point, you know, where I could do stuff like that too, and then my body started falling apart. So, <laughs> yeah, fifty you wings know? and two pitchers of beer every Monday. Fifty wings and two pitchers of beer every Monday. Yeah, when we used to go for wings, I would get. I think I I would have to like stuff a third order of wings, and they were what like eight or ten to a 
to a thing. And like on my third set of wings, because they're all you can eat, you know, yeah. you have to, you have to gorge yourself. Not anymore, <laughs> though, dude. They're proud of wings. They're like oysters in some spots where they're a couple bucks each. I'm like, Christ, are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude, I was looking to buy wings at the store, you know, frozen wings. And you just like, you know, fry them up or, or throw them in the oven. And like a bag of wings is like 20 bucks. Yeah. Like a three pound yeah. bag. It's about $7 a pound, dude. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, we've reported on this stuff in the past, and everybody said this. There was a mic, a conspiracy theory. Look it up online. If you, you can find it more readily available now. Marat, go ask Twitter. Elon has taken, has fired all those people at Twitter who were blocking shit. So go ask, go ask on Twitter. You'll get a good response here. Ask if anybody can tell you how many meat processing plants have burned to the ground this past year. Jewish lightning. There's a lot, dude. And it's, yeah, it's crazy, dude. The Chinese are buying up all the farmland and so is Bill Gates. All these processing plants are going down. Smithfield is now owned by the Chinese. I mean, dude, we're going to be growing food for everyone else in the world but us. That's what's happening here. I remember when when Sunkist was purchased by the Japanese back in the, the 90s. And one day in the produce department, we accidentally got all right the way produce is sized is by number how many what's the quantity that could fit into a bushel the the bigger the quantity the bigger the number yeah the smaller the fruit yeah so you got a bushel if you could fit 88 oranges into a bushel box you have you know a little bit smaller than a baseball yes if you have a 56 That's how size, used to come in yeah. a box, there were 88 lemons. 200. Yeah. yeah. You can get between 288. The The smaller the number, the bigger the fruit. Right. So the average orange that you get in a, in a supermarket is the, berry, the sweeter the juice. Go ahead. Sorry. Is 88. So 88 oranges to a bushel for Sunkist. Which that's is ironically the same speed you have to go in at DeLorean that's over your shoulder. Yes. There. This one. This one right here. 88 miles an hour. Um, and also, if you can get like a premium orange, that's 56. And those are those are nice. Those are those you are. See about how the much size. oranges are in the store now, dude? They're like a no. buck and a half, two bucks, an orange. I yeah, I haven't bought an orange in forever, dude. Just uh. and you live in Florida. Yeah. Oh, and the thing is, the good ones that you eat are California. Are from California, which is where right by Japan. Um, so yeah, we yeah, actually, they're right next door, Mike. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, yeah, just a, a, across the just because they have Chinatown in San Fran doesn't mean they're Japan. Right. Um, so we accidentally got a uh, a shipment that was it's, it was the Sunkiss logo, but everything was in Japanese. Everything like there was no English words and the number on there. There were thirty six size. There, it's literally like the size of a small bowling ball. <laughs> that we we got these these oranges. So it comes out that all these premium oranges are going to Japan. And we're getting like all the the leftover, like the floor sweepings, oranges, the eighty eights and the fifty sixes. The the big, the big premium stuff is is going overseas to Japan. When when I was at Chili's, we used to get our tomatoes. We made salsa with were called Rocks Number Twos, and they came in a twenty five pound box. Yep, yep, four by sixes. They call them four by six. So I think like if you stack four and you and buy five or four by yeah four by five tomatoes, it it like fits into a a square foot. That was like. 
no, you're talking about that. That was like for burgers and stuff. Those were more full size, and they had to be like a salmon pink color because they had to be firm because you were cutting a couple, you know, maybe a thousand of them or something for a day, yeah. you know, and they, they needed to hold together and shit. So you couldn't get a mushy tomato. They went straight to salsa. But the rocks number twos were probably no bigger than this mouse here. They were, and they were oblong. They were. Uh, you know, odd shaped, but mostly oblong. I guess. What do they call those now? Roma tomatoes, maybe. Roma, yeah. Rome, they used to be Rome tomatoes, and then they turned. They switched it to Roma tomato for whatever reason. I guess it's rolls well, off they the probably weren't getting them from Rome anymore. They probably got sued. Yeah, yeah. They, they come from Homestead, Florida. That's why. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, went to the uh, the air show. Have you ever been to a air show before? Yes, I've seen the Blue Angels and the uh, Thunderbirds. Uh, the Thunderbirds, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the I went. We went last weekend with the boys, and uh, it was the second time I've been. And uh, went to one in San Antonio, and I don't know if it's the Blue Angels or the Thunderbirds that were at the San Antonio one, but this one actually had the Blue Angels, and it was actually really good. I was it was it was it was really good because of the weather was nice. If it was ninety degrees like it was in San Antonio when we went, it would have sucked. Yeah, but yeah, it was like seventy five, seventy seven degrees, and uh, I was over at the uh, the NAS Navy Res- uh, Reserve Port Airfield on uh, in Jacksonville, right off of the St. Johns River, and uh, we went over there. Sat in traffic. A for, curious thing about the St. Johns River. You yeah. know that that's one of the only rivers in the in the world that flows from the south to the north. Yes, in this hemisphere. Well, yeah, yeah. the other one's the uh, the one in Egypt, there in Africa somewhere. Uh, yeah, but, but do you know why the St. Johns River flows from the south to the north here? Actually, no, because Georgia sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. Boom! Boom! That's actually funny. Yeah, it's uh, it, it is strange. It's not like it's a mountainous terrain and gravity takes care of it. You know, it's just kind of weird how that works. But yeah, um, so yeah, they had all kinds of, of stuff going on, and they had a, a kids area for the kids to play in, the bounce houses, and all that stuff for an extra fee. And uh, but it was free to get in. It's the uh, the same same navy base. Free to get in for everybody, or just for you guys because you have military. Yeah, no, everybody. Everybody okay. was it was free to get in. Right. Uh, they were they were saying there was about two hundred thousand people there. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot, and it it took an extra half hour in traffic just to get there. Wow. And uh, they they cordoned off an area by the the airfield that everybody can drive into without having to, to identify themselves, which I thought was strange. But then when we left, we wanted to go to the commissary, and we couldn't because they split the event side away from the naval side so we actually had to leave oh the, wow we had to leave the event go down the street and come in the uh, military entrance to go wow. to uh yeah i i needed to buy sneakers so we went to Would the, you get the new balance no dude Catchers? i got no what no i i got under armor oh okay yeah, yeah my son so, used to work for that he used to be a brand yeah. ambassador uh, let's see if I can get my foot up here. Nice, sexy legs. Like that? Yeah, with, with no hair from here down. Happens when your circulation goes away. Ow! But yeah, that, is um, that what causes that? Yeah. I, well, I, 
that's what I'm thinking, you know. My yeah. So you have like no circulation on the top of your head. <laughs> Apparently, yes. Um so yeah, it was good. Blue Angels and they, they are just spot on with their performance. It, it's amazing, you know, not a not a inch out of place. They just now, the way they, they perform. Those special aircraft, not that they were the Blue Angels, but did they have those special aircraft that it's a jet, but it can land like a helicopter, like up and down? No, they didn't they didn't have any of those there. You know what I'm talking about? Have you seen Yeah, them? yeah, I've seen them. Um they they had a a the Navy version of the 737 and they, you know, he wasn't doing tricks with it, but they, he came across the airfield and he was literally like going straight as an arrow, but like 50 feet off the ground. Mm. You know, if there was any wind shear, he just went, he would have smacked into the ground, but uh, they had the, the new version, which is a 737. And then one from like the forties, which was like a propeller airplane, but the same size. And they were kind of flying around together and it was kind of cool. They had the acrobatic ones, ones that flip and do all kinds of stuff, and they stall and they kind of just move. Uh, you know, every kind of airplane you could think of, they had there. And but the, the Blue Angels, of course, was the last thing of the night or the day. And now, uh, I know the Thunderbirds have numbers on their tails. Do yeah. the Blue Angels have numbers on their tails? I forget. The the Blue Angels do. Yeah, they like have one, one two. I don't mean like F four G five eight. Yeah, no. They, like literally one, two, three, four, five, six right. is on the on the on the the tail. Um, now were they all male pilots, or there, was there any women pilots? I think the ones that performed were all male. The first female supposedly was there with the group, but now, I don't think she was actually flying. Did they have every group represented, like every color, every creed, every nationality? Did you have know. to use the proper pronouns with these people? Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't look, and uh, they might have been a, a program somewhere that had them mentioned by name, uh, or you know, with their pictures in it. I, well, they I didn't don't like know. land and do like an autograph thing or no, dude. The kids. No, oh. but we, but when we went over to the uh, the PX to go do a little shopping, they were leaving. God damn, they're loud. Yeah. Unbelievable how loud those things are, and. Um, yeah, they they did one section where they they came across where you could see, you know, them flying, and then two came from behind, yeah. going now, at like top speed. Are, are they flying? Are those F 18s that they're flying? I think so. Yeah, uh, I'm not. I, I'm I'm not that astute on all of them, but I remember. I think they when I first started seeing them back in the day, they were flying F 14s or F 16s, and I think they're on F 18. I don't know. Maybe they're on F 21 now. Yeah, the F-22s. Um, Blue Angels. Schedule 2022. Um, where will they be? Will they be? How much does it cost? Blue Angels Air Show. Blue Angels Air Show schedule. Blue Angels. Let's see. Type of aircraft. Type. I mean, how do they make money on an event like that? Just on concessions or what? I mean, because I'm thinking it costs a lot of money just for the Blue Angels to fly. It probably costs a thousand bucks or so to fill each one of them things up. I mean, that jet fuel special shit, dude. You can't. Yeah. It's not like running down to the 7-Eleven. And it, 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 the whole place smelled like freaking jet fuel. Um, oh, really? Yeah, it really. Um, and, and, well, there's six of them, but 
you got to figure it's it's all on the government dime, right? There was no yeah, admission to pays, get in. Who pays the government's bills? Well, yeah, it's, it's you know, it's you, one, buddy. One of the one of the things you get back for what you pay for, you know. But oh I think God. I think all the concessions there were outside vendors. You know, I think the Blue Angels they had a tent selling you know their their tchotchkes and t-shirts and whatnot. But there was a lot of other people that probably paid to. Oh. So what do you Open think? And I'm not trying to pick it apart because I love going to those things and stuff. But I'm I'm just real curious. Where are they? They're not making money on this. They're losing money, so they write it off to the fact that it's uh, public interest, or they want to get yeah. more people to join the navy, or is there is there a is there a push behind it? Even though it's a celebration and it's great for the family and everything, is there really something behind? It? Yeah, what did like the Marines had a tent, and the Army had a tent, and I'm so sure there they was use it as a recruiting tool. That's probably what they they write it off as, you know, or or partially at least. I'm good but, with it. I was just curious. I'm not I'm yeah. not here to you know knock it. I'm just curious what what the real angle is there because they can't they can't justify just going to spend money just to spend money and fly yeah. the jets. You know, public I mean? public relations. You know, to get to get people on board with with what the 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 DOD is doing. All right. Um. For 34 years, between 2000, 2000, 1986 and 2020, they flew McDonnell Douglas FA-18 Hornets. The team currently flies Boeing. Hold on. Uh, Believe it or not, I saw them earlier than that. I saw them in uh, 1979, maybe. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even know they existed then. Yeah, well, I, I knew the Thunderbirds did. I think the Blue Angels as well. But I remember because I, I was in Panama City for a short time in the early, early 80s, like 81 and stuff. And Tyndall Air Force Base is right there. And they had a thing where the Thunderbirds came there. And I went to see that. I remember right. I impressed with that. So they must have been flying something like a – now these are F-18 Hornets, you said? F-18 Hornets between 86 and 2000. So the they must have been on F-16 or something I saw, them, I guess. And back then, I think it was F-13s that were flying. Yeah. I remember making an, a model airplane of an the, F-13. The first two Thunderbird pilots I remember seeing were Orville and Wilbur. <laughs> the current team flies Boeing FA-18 Super Hornets. Ah. So it's kind of strange how McDonnell Douglas and Boeing build the same airplane. You okay. know how that, you know what all that's about. They're trying to keep everybody happy, trying to keep everybody employed, handing out government contracts, and they, it's it's you know it's it's smart actually, and I'll tell you why. What what happens if one of them goes south? If they find a bolt is faulty on one on one manufacturer's, they don't have to ground all the planes. They only have to ground half of them. Right. In August 2018, Boeing was awarded the contract to convert nine single-seat FA-18E Super Hornets and two FA, FA-18F two-seaters for Blue Angel use. Okay, you hear all so that clicking? Do you hear that clicking noise? No. That's everybody shutting off the podcast. Jesus Christ, Mike. <laughs> put the fucking brakes on already. God. <laughs> Enough <laughs> with the plane already. How much does a Blue Angel pilot make? I'm gonna say a buck twenty. You'd be surprised. Top earners ninety five thousand dollars. Average is forty five thousand four hundred. Wow, that's not as much as I thought. Shit, I was making that money in nineteen eighty seven, dude. Fuck. Yeah. Um, that's not good. Those guys need to get paid more. Dude. It's government work. 
when when my son went to the army in name two thousand five, he was making like three hundred and twenty five bucks a week. Yeah. Three twenty five a week to put your life on the line like that. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I, I mean, I remember when I wanted to join, I was med- medically not clear. I tried three times. It wouldn't, it wouldn't clear me medically. I said, look, I'll Flat go foot. to fucking Marines. Just take me. Like, you have this Dude. problem. We don't we don't need problems. I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah. Flat foot? Flat footed? No, something in my blood. It's uh, Something in your butt? In my blood. Oh, okay. In my blood. That's so, sickle, sickle cell anemia? Yes, yes, that's Brentwood in my family. <laughs> I come from the long line of Mandingos. And, uh, nice. Uh, nice. Yeah, I so, am yeah. half Mandingo, just from the way down. The, um, nice. So that's what we did uh, the day after I went to go see clerks, get home 2 o'clock in the morning and wake up bright and early and head out to the airfield. But uh, yeah. kid, the kids really enjoyed it. They you know, did. uh, that reminds me going to bed early and uh, going to bed late and getting up early when uh, my brothers and sister, when my sister who's closest to me, we were already out of school a couple years, but uh, my younger brothers and sisters, we wanted to get a family photo for our parents, you know, of all the yeah. kids. So we went down to the Sears thing, you know, with the coupon for $10 and we ended up spending like two eighty seven, and, uh, 287 or whatever right. and but my one brother was out the whole night and he passed out like on the way there and you could see him in the photo dude he's like all hammer boy he's like you know nice. in the photo and you know it's funny because you look back at that now you know like 30 years later i'm like really really dude really that's you knew that day was coming and you knew we'd be looking at this 25 years into the future still. <laughs> you got that fucking, are you kidding me? You couldn't do that for one night. You couldn't. Dude. And of course, that was back in the day when they took the pictures and you came back like a month later mm-hmm. to take a look mm-hmm. at them. You know, you couldn't say, oh, you know, my bad. That's, let's do it over. That's when they put the, that's when they put the clothes on you. Yeah. yeah. Well, we this did... package for $600 and this back and they step you down. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, we did that in 1990 when Jessica was just born. And in 1990, I was working full-time at the supermarket. And I had a part-time gig delivering the New York Times at 4 o'clock in the morning. Nice. So I'd, I'd work from 1.30 to 10, go home, go to sleep, wake up at 4 o'clock, go deliver the damn New York Times on the weekend. And you know how the paper is on the weekend. It was like yeah, that. Giant, so, yeah, it was... Exactly. And uh, so we get, I get back home and like, it was our time to go to Sears to get the family picture taken. And I literally was like, nice in the picture, like not even smile, not even like remotely smiling. And that was the best picture was me like just frowning with my eyes drooping and my, my John Lennon, my eyeglasses. I had, you know, the round John Lennon glasses my long, my long lush hair. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. See? So the pictures come back, and everybody's smiling, and Mikey's smiling, and Jesse's literally the size of a shoebox, and I'm like, "That's all." <laughs> Got a, an eleven by fourteen of of that somewhere. Yeah. Not a, uh, not good, not good at all. Now, did did you know anybody? And it was probably a female 
related or not, did you know anybody that actually went to glamour shots? Remember they used to have glamour yeah. shots in the mall? Yes. My my ex-wife did the, the glamour shots thing with my Stop. sister. With oh my, my sister. God. They they went to like a glamour shots like, party. Like the one pose is like this with the collar up or whatever. And you're like Yeah. <laughs> with the with the boa. <laughs> the picture with the boa. Yeah. And, and the thing is, my, my ex-wife had just cut her hair. So she, she used to have really long hair. And then she cut it like it's a, like a Dorothy Hamill type haircut. It'll and never be. And it probably was never that short before and never will be again. And that's after, the photo she has yeah. with the shortest possible hair. Yep. Nice. Yeah. And uh, yeah, her and my sister went and went to a, a Glamour Shots party somewhere in, in New Jersey. And she had them for, the, for a while. Or I'm sure she still has them. But now, is that yeah. something that you had to do like every year? Did they come up with a new glamour shot thing? Or I'm sure they have some kind of gimmick like that. You know, the uh, once the, the the thrill of going into the the studio wore off, they they started having parties. Do you remember? Now, this is I don't know if they had this. I was in uh, Florida. You were still in Jersey, but back like in the '80s, I'm talking like '87, '88. Do you remember a clothing line for women, a store that would be in every mall called Units? Units? Yes. No. And what it was was they had like six or seven or eight different colors of fabrics. And it had like one thing was like it was like a sheet of fabric like this. And if you held it out, it would be like a circle. But you put it on and it was your your bra top for lounging by the pool. And then you spread it out and it became a halter top for you to go to the barbecue in the afternoon then you could take that off and combine it with two others and twist tie it and make a a, a fur coat out of it or whatever yeah so yeah they, I, they, I know the the concept yeah but now so what now now the reason i bring that up is at the mall they were usually a corner store and everything was all glass and they had no try on rooms so you <laughs> go get a coffee over at the Barney's, because they didn't have Starbucks, they had Barney's here. Right. And you'd sit there and you'd watch the girls try on clothes and units. That was the thing, dude. It was funny. It was hilarious. Because they're not looking at you. They're looking at themselves in the mirror and everything and looking out the, in the glass. And But it was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, and then you take that top and you twist it around and now it's a hair tie. And then Yeah. You, yeah. I, I, I've, I've seen... The concept before, you know, and you you crisscross it, and you, it could be like a cross your cross yeah. your heart type of thing. Now, and I don't yeah, know why I've never seen that, a store for it. We're talking about reminded me of that I guess yeah. the, the glamour shots and shit, the mall stuff. The mall. How about the pickle store? They're not the pickle store. The uh, the German little pub that they had, and they had a big barrel of pickles, and you go there to get hot dogs and wiener schnitzels and pretzels and stuff. That was called a supermarket in up north. They had no, the barrel was, of pickles. It was in the malls, they had yeah. places like that. No, they, they used to have a the the like the the little kiosk in the middle that just sold like sodas and pretzels and yeah. uh, like hot cashews and and pistachio right, so, nuts. So back in the day, when you'd go to the mall, you had to go to Spencer's, right? Of course. Now they don't. Now is hot topic today the Spencer's of old. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Spencers are kind of going out and Hot Topic's like the thing now. Well, Hot Topic was the thing 20 years ago. I don't know what's... Is, is anything hot in the mall now? I don't know. I don't, I don't the know. Only, the only thing at the mall now is is Amazon. Yeah. Amazon is like taking over the mall and they park all their vehicles there. In morning walkers? 
you know, yeah. you know, the, a lot of a lot of malls, and I've, there's at least two here in Central Florida that I know of, have become uh, gaming type places, like a multi-purpose entertainment complex, bowling alley, movie theater, of course. But yeah, makes sense. They have indoor go karts. They yeah. have uh, gaming and games and billiards and all sorts of shit and. It just—it's amazing to me. They're—they're taking. There's no. There's. I don't think there's going to be. And we've known this for a while. It's not. It's not breaking news. There's no no right. fucking shopping malls. Okay. But what they what they're returning to that I've seen is a lot of times they're building these outdoor malls. They're like small. It's like a big building, like a strip plaza, but it has more upscale stores. Yep. And they have like a neighborhood look to it with trees and parking, and it looks like you're walking down the. It, what you would consider like the Mayberry, but it had the uh, you know the Coach Purse place and the friggin' you know twenty thousand dollar watch play Rolex and shit like that. Brenda was having issues with her new Apple phone or iPhone, whatever the hell it is, and we found one of those areas in Jacksonville is where the Apple store is. Yeah, so we had to we had to go there. Uh, San Antonio has one called La Cantera, where it had like a, a needless markup, um, a Macy's. And a bunch of these outdoor type stores too, you know, your usual Zales and Victoria's Secret and whatnot. So yeah, they're they're coming back, which was the origination of the mall. The one major mall in New Jersey is called Garden State Plaza. Started off as an outdoor type mall like that. Then they enclosed it all, and here we are, forty years later, come full circle. Well, when you worked at the RFC, that was at a mall up there, right? Yep, that was actually a brand new mall that opened in 97, and the uh, rainforest opened up in 98. And that was great, because I always wore shorts, and in the wintertime, I could go in the basement, park on the first floor, and just take the elevator up, and I'm there. I wouldn't have to well, wear pants. I could wear shorts. Did they make you wear the shorts that like pulled all the way up your ass, like orange color with your, with your Hooters top? <laughs> no. No, it was just regular khakis, khaki shorts. Now, by the way, speaking of those type places, Hooters type places, have you ever taken your wife to a Hooters type place? No. No? No. We, I wouldn't want to put the waitresses. It's a shame. No, I know. I'm just saying, would you, you know, have you ever done that? Because the reason why I'm asking is, there's. A, have you been to Twin Peaks? No. Same concept, but it's more upscale, but it's more, uh, uh, yeah, it's not as, uh, what did they call that, delightfully tacky at Hooters. It's not <laughs> right. like Wing House. Tastefully. Yeah, yeah. Wing House is kind of like Hooters. But uh, Twin Peaks, I do. they do that right. They have good food. Dude. They have really good food. And they have cold-ass beer, too. They have a big digital thermometer telling you exactly how cold their beer is. And it's always at 32 wow. or below. Wow. Yeah, no, I've, I've been to Hooters once last year while I was on a business trip and I needed lunch because the lunch they brought into the office was disgusting. So I, I ran out to Hooters real quick and, and got something there. But before that was when I owned a mortgage company, you know, back in freaking 2004. So look, we're at a time in this segment here. This segment yeah. brought to you by Ahmed and Sagu 7-Eleven right there on 27 <laughs> and 50. Go in and get yourself a Slurpee. And a grill. Ahmed and Sabu. Go yeah. see them at the 7-Eleven. We'll be right back right after this. Don't go anywhere. 
Actualen Tavun 7-Eleven. Come in now for 50% of all three-day various food. Actualen Tavun 7-Eleven open 24 hours, but not in Edo. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you. We are back. That was yes. a mighty good Slurpee I just had there. So, uh, Also known as Al-Qaeda Mart. Nice. Where, uh, where where were we before? What were we talking about? Uh, uh, something, nothing, but dude. Um, something funny. Did, did you catch the the news on? There was a a NASCAR race this past weekend, and there was a guy who used a trick that he used to do when he used to play video games, when he used to play like Mario Kart or something. And like he was behind and he wanted to, to catch up and pass people. So he went along the edge of the, the outside edge of the course and let his car scrape the side of the, of the, the barrier. And he floored it, dropped it in fifth gear and just punched the gas and passed everybody up as he went, (laughs) as he went flying down the side of this barrier. Physically possible. Your car would fall apart, dragging against that wall. I would think. I, it it happened, dude. It, wow. It, yeah, I, look it up, or I'll, I'll I'll see if I can find it. Uh, Br- Brenda mentioned it to me. She's like, "You got to check this out." So, like, yeah, the guy. It was on CBS Morning News. The guy just butted up against the the edge of the barrier and just floored it and flew. And you can see him just wailing past all these people and all these cars. And he got like a track record for the fastest lap on that track. Well, maybe that's the new thing. Maybe. Maybe what they do is they need to put tires on the side, like on the right side. Of the car. Like like little roller bumpers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. They, they spin, and you should have to have to get those changed as well. <laughs> yeah. I was just wondering if you saw something like that. You saw that on TV the other day. It was no, it sounds bizarre. like too much math for them guys in NASCAR. I'm surprised they were able to figure that out. Well, he's like, well, damn, it's something I used to do in eighth grade when I used to play Wii or whatever. Uh, Xbox, my box, your box. My face. Yeah. Are you a NASCAR fan? Because I used to be yeah. more of a fan, but before I became a fan, I would I used to make fun of it. I used to call it neck car. Neck car? As in like red neck like car. Red neck car, yeah. You yeah. know, I when I was at the RFC, uh the two uh fellas in the morning, they used to help us get set up at lunch every day. Karen and uh the redhead. I forget Eileen. Yeah. Eileen. Yeah, they said, oh, we're going to a race. We got the infield. We're going to be there like for five days. And all you have to do, I go, I don't have a ticket. How am I going to get in? He, no, no, no. You just get one of those field passes. It's like 10 bucks. So I brought my kid and I brought a cooler with some beers in it. And I went there. They had like four giant eight people tents. They had like two RVs. I'm up on top of the RV. We're doing shots of Crown. I'm hammered. We're watching <laughs> the race. We're right there. We're right on the corner. Oh, the cars are flying by us. Yeah, it was a it was a great time. Instantly, I became a fan. I was like, "Why this? I did not know this was racing. Why, right? why did I not know this?" Yeah, and it, 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 it's different here. Like like in New Jersey, NASCAR is just something you watch on TV, or it's something that happens on TV that somebody else watches. You know, they're they're more interested in like the Indianapolis Five Hundred. Uh, once you come down here to to Central Florida, it's totally different. It's like you know, it's another sport. As far as they're concerned, I moved to Texas and they, they used to have a race or they have a race in, in the Dallas area. Yeah. But Texas, you would think, you know, 
Southern folk, just like here in Florida, it would be a big thing. Nope. No, no, hold on, hold on. Texas is not Southern folk like Florida. Well, uh, we're related because we're both in the South, in the Southern portion of the country. But right. I would think that most people like, we're not, and like, I'm talking deep South. Now, I don't know why they call it the deep South, like Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, all that shit. I don't know how that's much deeper. South Carolina, I don't see how it's much deeper than Florida. Right. But what I'm trying to say is, yeah, you can offend some people because some Texas people might say they're not Southerners. They're Texans, right? Isn't that Texas thing? Like, we, we are the best. We're the biggest. Everybody yeah. else sucks. Oh, yeah. And, and they consider themselves Southern. You know? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did uh, not know that. Well, they a, were leaning on the Confederate side in the Civil War, no? I have not a clue. But yeah, when uh, when Brenda and I got back together, it was kind of like, I uh, yeah, I was jokingly, I'm like, yeah, I'm Southern. I'm from Florida. She goes, no, th- that that's not Southern. Maybe? So they they don't consider Florida Southern. You know, they consider it but Southern. Texas men. is Southern. See, don't but, tell me. Look, yeah. I like Bucky's. I like barbecue. I like going. I like the Dallas Cowboys even on the occasion on Sunday. But don't tell me that Florida's not Southern, right? Yeah, that's a that's a you know territory thing. But um, everything's yeah. bigger in Texas. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, what's that? Freaking apple pie your brother-in-law makes like a ten-pound yeah. apple pie, dude. It's, it's five pounds. Uh, Texas Monthly wrote it up as the best apple pie in Texas. Are those coming out pretty soon now? Is this- Dude, they're available year-round. Can I get one shipped to me? Of course you can. For $100? Uh, probably half that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually going out there in two weeks. And I don't like apple pie. Mm, how do you like them apples, huh? You did use an apple box to move, though. I remember that. Yes. And it was the science behind it. There was math behind it. Can you explain that to everybody? Why you used an apple box and only apple boxes to move? All right. Um, One, because they're all the same exact size. And two, if you ever needed to put them on a pallet, five fit on a pallet perfectly. And you could stack it as high as you want and you could wrap it. So when I moved from Florida to Texas, I bought a trailer. And the trailer was the size of a pallet. And it had sides. It had two-foot-high sides uh, around the entire thing. And you could put five apple boxes in there. And then you could put five on top and five on top of that. And then take, like, a shrink wrap and wrap it. So I basically had a half a pallet of apples that had everything I owned in these 15 boxes. And it fit on this little trailer. And I drove it from... Orlando Apopka to San Antonio, Texas. Now, this is for some reason, this is the season I associate with like, uh, especially like fairs, going to fairs and stuff uh, from this time through like March, maybe. And I think it's in Florida here in the South because of the cooler weather during those months. And obviously, right. they can't be up north doing that shit then in the snow. But I, I always associate like candied apples. You ever eat candied apple, you know, like the red thing on the stick that's upside down at the fair? Yeah. They are, if you get them done right and they're actual candy, they're awesome. Yeah, you some break your tooth trying to get into that one on the first bite. Exactly. Yeah, some of them are more like a, like a jelly apple that try to pass themselves off as a candy apple, and it's like a soft. How about a caramel apple? They usually use those Granny Smith apples for the caramel apples. You a fan? Uh, when they're free, yeah. 
working in produce, we would get them. And of course, there was a, a, an expiration date on them. So when the expiration date would happen, we would have a, a candy apple once in a while. Yeah, perfect. Or a, a caramel apple. Yeah. Well, that's what they do with the meat in the stores. Hey, this is expiring. Throw some Italian dressing on it. Rewrap it. Say it's gourmet. Upcharge it eight bucks. Okay, it sells instantly. Well, you wonder where the, the chopped meat comes from. Yeah, that's your your steaks from yesterday that went out of code, and they they throw it in the uh, the grinder and make chopped meat out of it. Wow, did not. Little do they know that that Danny is back there smoking a cigarette as he's throwing shit into the grinder, sweating into the meat. <laughs> yep, yeah, he's got a cigarette and he's sweating. <laughs> and he's he's wiping his hand on his on his on his jacket and his he jacket's sneezes. all black. Hit you! Oh. <laughs> where, where he's wiping his hand, it's all black from the cigarette ashes. Yeah, that's called a true story, folks. Now, is his butt crack showing or no? No, because he has that long, that long doc, okay. doc brown jacket on, butcher, butcher coat. But who knows what's going on underneath there? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> yep. So yeah, and uh, people don't people don't realize apple season starts August when uh, picking, at least up in Washington, and uh, they pick they start picking the golden delicious apples the beginning of August. So if you eat a golden delicious apple in July, it was picked in August the year before. People don't realize that, and, unless of course that, that holds down long. Yeah, well. Dude, the uh, the boxes we would get in, and they would say controlled atmosphere on the box because they would take it and in, in, in store it in these gigantic warehouses, yeah. and they would have these machines that would suck the air out of the warehouse, and it would be like vacuum sealed. Wow. And, yeah. And they would be able to, to keep those that long. But you'll also realize that if you have an apple now, it's a lot crisper than an apple that you're going to have in June and July of next year. Why is that? Well, because it's almost a year old. It kind of loses its integrity a little bit. Uh, unless, of course, you get apples from New Zealand. Apples from New Zealand are six months opposite of us because it's the Southern Hemisphere, and that's where we get a if, lot of if, our... If your brother-in-law grows apples in Texas, and Texas mm -hmm. is the Southern as Florida, or more Southern than Florida, why don't yeah. we grow apples in Florida? And why don't they grow oranges in Texas? They well, they do. They do grow oranges and grapefruit in Texas. Mm. People don't. People don't know that. Uh, a little bit farther south in San Antonio, uh, they can grow apples in Texas. Their season is earlier. They'll start picking apples in like late May, June, early July. People all the time this time of year when he has his fall festival, they ask, "Oh, can we go apple picking?" Well, apple season's over in, right. in Texas. Yeah, and. Um, so they don't realize there's a that. place in Jersey. Maybe you went to my, my mom used to drag us to every weekend and it became like a little gourmet deli type place as well called delicious orchards. Are you familiar with that? That one? No. Van Riper's Tice farm and DePiro's DePiro's farm. I used to like going there cause they always had like samples. Like they'd have cheese samples and meat yeah. samples and, Override a candy, they had samples. Override a cake, they had samples. And I was a sample king, man. I love that shit. Yeah. Would you believe um, I've had a Costco membership for, for a long time? I've never, ever, even as a kid, eaten a sample at Costco. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, yeah. Now that you look at that stuff, but they 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 have control. The ladies there with gloves, and you know, well, that's fine. I've just never, yeah, yeah. They're over there hawking their stuff, and I've Which, never. By the way, using those plastic gloves is actually worse than just fresh hand washing and proper hygiene by everybody. Yeah. It's it's medically it's all of the science, folks. It's scientifically proven. It is. I've been in the food industry for very long. I, I know better, and I've I've been through the studies where they tell you and show you yet yeah, yes, but perception is that you should be wearing the gloves. So per- because of perception, I have to almost purposely get somebody sick. It just didn't make sense to me, but I get it. I mean, you know, you don't want me grabbing your food with my bare hand, even though it's safer because I use proper hand wash. Yeah, I've uh, God, I, the years I've worked in supermarkets, never. Never. Yeah, I, I can't. You never probably, washed your hands? No, well, never wore gloves. Uh, but yeah, I probably, I probably cut 10,000 watermelons in my lifetime. You know, cut and wrapped. You, you didn't have to wear a cut glove? No. We had them. I wouldn't wear it. Because uh, it was all dingy yeah. and grimy and different color and shit? No, ours, ours looked brand new. Okay. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you wear it? it? It was up on the shelf over there, and it was there in, in case... Uh, the inspector came this way. We had our cut glove because we needed to have a cut glove. If right. you used it, you know, it, it would get lost. So we never used it. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, I never wore gloves. When I, when I was a, a manager at Target, uh, I, I was introduced to the wearing of, of gloves to, to get things done. And uh, they sucked. It was a pain in the ass. You know, get them on when your hands are wet or whatever. Pain in the butt. Oh no! But... At, the, at Chili's and other restaurants, you used to do as a whole thing to it. Like you wore a plastic glove, then you put the cut globe over that, and then to protect the cut globe from extraneous juices or whatever, you put a plastic glove on top of the cut glove. So yeah, we're wearing like three gloves. I'm like, I can't move my hand. I'm right? You want me to hold something? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Well, but you yeah. know, they, nowadays everybody's so freaking sue happy and. You know, exactly. I'm sure workman's comp and all this would chomp at the bit if you didn't provide the proper safety equipment and the proper training. So I get Yeah. It. Yeah. It was one time I uh we were shorthanded. A couple of guys either called in sick or whatever. It was me and one other guy working the whole department. And I had a knife out on the sales floor. And I was like, okay, I, I'm done with the knife. Usually I would just take it and like put it on top of, of the, the, the shelf. But like, you know what? I'll be responsible. I'll put it in the back room and blah, blah, blah. So we go in the back. And we had a, a shelf. You're breaking up. Are you there? Can you hear me, Mike? Mike, I think I lost you. I don't know if you can hear me or not. Yeah, I think we lost you. Hopefully we can get, get you back here in a second because I want to hear about that knife. I want to hear if you knife somebody or what, what happened there. Well, maybe we're not going to get it back. He was talking about a knife on the sales floor. I guess that means like the front of the house versus the back of the house in a restaurant, if you would. So uh, anyway, you know what? I think he's trying to come back. Are you there? It's back. Hey, Look at that. back. All right. That's All right. So you've got a knife and yes. people are looking at you because you have a knife. No, you went to the back office with the knife. Right. I went, I went to the back room because I wanted, I wanted to put it away. So we had a shelf that was like not OSHA approved. It was like just a wooden shelf on the, on the thing. And I'm like, Oh, I'll put it up there. And I have the knife in my hand. 
and I go to put it on the shelf and it hits the shelf and it slides through my hands. Wow. Yeah. Right in the crease cut on these, both these, these fingers here. And, uh, I remember I was 25. I got my, a tetanus shot for the first time when I was 25 or first time in a long time when I was 25. And then of course the last one I got, I was 45. So, um, yeah, stitches on both these fingers right in the crease and it crap. It never healed. It took forever to heal on that. But, uh, yeah, just because I was in, I was in a rush trying to do the right thing, and the knife goes right through my fingers, cuts my fingers twice. I, I must have been twenty twenty one in a restaurant business, and I uh, we I worked at this place where we hand cut steak, seven and ten ounce steaks, and you had to be right. You had to know by the thickness and the texture and everything. You just boom, boom, and you put them up, and you I was allowed to I was allowed a quarter ounce variance on each side, so I I I, I was pretty good at cutting steaks, and somehow some way or another, and I still have a scar here. On this finger, I ended up getting six stitches right down the right down the front here. Wow! And what I ended up doing was I wrapped it, and the boss comes by and he goes, "What happened?" I go, "Well, I kind of cut myself a little bit." He goes, "You all right?" And I go, "Yeah, I'll be all right. I'll make it through the shift." So I wrapped it up in the gauze and I fucking finished my shift. And then afterwards, I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna need stitches." He goes, "I thought you said you were all right." I said, "I was all right for then. I need. I knew we, it was a Friday, dude. I need." You know, you needed me. I needed to be here when you needed to be. You know, so where do I go? Yeah. And then, then same finger, same hand, <laughs> okay. same place. Like a year later, <clears throat> I'm expediting all the food out of the window there, and I, I took a bunch. You had those little ticket tag things. They were like a stick. Yes. They were like a metal thing, like yes. that. Okay. So you took all the used tickets and you put them on there. This way, if you had to go back and look for something, you could find it. But pretty much you trashed them at the end of the night. But you had record right there. So you'd stab all the tickets. Well, again, I grabbed a handful of tickets and I went to stab them. That friggin' metal thing went in this finger. Let me see how I could do it. Hold on. Let me see if I can hold it properly in front of the... Yeah, it went into this finger, out, and then back up in the same finger again, dude. So I'm like, holy shit, I just spindled my finger, holding it. I'm like, oh, my God. So I go in the office in the back there, and I'm like, holy shit. So I go, ah, Einstein, your wife's a fucking registered nurse. Call her. So I call her, and it's ringing. It rings twice. It rings a third time. I pull the fucking thing right out of my finger. I'm holding it. Blood's starting to spurt out. I'm holding it. I got her on speakerphone. I go, hey. I got hurt. She goes, what do you mean? I told her what happened. She goes, so the spindle went in your finger, out of your finger, and then back in the same finger and wrapped it up? I said, yeah. And she said, whatever you do, don't take Don't take it out. out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of fucking late for that. Yeah. yeah. So I went and I ended up getting like another six or eight stitches, same, but it was like two or three here, two or three there, two or three here. It was like wow. three different areas. But my, my finger was literally shish kebobbed on the fucking tickets stabber wow yeah, dude so Holy and then cow. i was working at the same place that's where i fucking broke my leg too dude that place <laughs> broke your leg yeah dude I, well we had a charity softball thing against the city we were opened up a new restaurant in town and we did this charity softball thing and uh you know technically i was working because i was playing in the charity softball game representing the company with that name right. on it Right. So uh, yeah, that's when I broke my leg clean in half. I 
the guy had his foot on the back of the bag at first base and I was running through and my shin slapped against his and mine broke in half, clear in half, clean in half. Ouch. So I'm like, holy fuck. I heard it break, dude. So yeah, I would imagine. Holy fuck. And I'm, I'm down on the ground. I'm fucking holding my leg together. Uh, you know, some people come by. You're right. You're right. And this guy comes over. Hey, I'm a doctor. Let me look. And he's, he's poking it and prodding it. And he goes, oh, you'll be all right. Just get up and walk that off. I'm like, you're a doctor? And he goes, yeah, <laughs> well, this leg is fucking broke. And he goes, well, try to walk on it. I go, fuck you. Because I know it's fucking broke right in half, dude. And if I try to walk on it, I'm going to compound it. And then I'm going to need right. surgery. So I'm going to sit here and hold my shit together. Honey, go get the car. So she drives the car out onto the field. I get, I'm like, don't go over that. Oh, those bumps are hurting. You know, it was a rough ride to the hospital. We get to the hospital. She, she has the doctor that was there call ahead and make sure a certain doctor is there and certain nurses there because she knows all these people. Right, right. So we get to the emergency room and they're like, well, yeah, well, looks like it could be broken. I'm like, no, this is definitely broken. So they pull up the x-rays. They give me Demerol for pain. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. So, Are you still feeling pain? I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> Can I get some of that to go? So they go, well, we better give you some more Demerol. And then, like, 30 minutes later, I'm like, ow, ow, ow. And she goes, I can't give you any more Demerol. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, do you have it to go? Right. <laughs> My wife was embarrassed. She was, you know, mortified. These are her coworkers and friends. And I'm right. asking them to give me drugs to take home. <laughs> it was, I know it was. It was a clean break right through. And the doctor there said, oh, you're lucky. And that's why she asked for a certain doctor to be there. Because if I had to have an operation, she wanted the right guy making right. that operation. You know? Exactly. And, and, and that's what happened. But, you know, I just... The guy who came down on the field. That's why these doctors won't get involved nowadays. You can see somebody choking in a restaurant. A doctor sit right next to him, watch him choke to death. Because he doesn't want to get fucking sued. You right. tried to help me with the Heimlich remover and you fractured my rib. Oh, sorry. When I saved your life, I caused you a medical disposition. I'm sorry. Right. Sign this waiver before I yeah. save your life. <laughs> yeah. Unreal. You know, I've, I've always been, you know, I, 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 will, I wouldn't sit there and watch somebody choke. You know, no, I, mean, you know, I, I couldn't. Yeah. Now, unless yeah. it was a kid eating a ribeye with shrimp. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, I've only I've only broken these two fingers in my life, and that was when I was defending myself, and I had to punch somebody in the face. I broke my hand punching somebody. Well, you were uh, there when I broke my back, weren't you? No, dude. Oh, Paulie was there. Yeah, it, 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 that whole that whole section, like we were like working. I think I was working nights, and you were working days. And, well, yeah, like, I like days, dude, because I could work nine to five, get paid trainer pay by the hour, and fucking make more money than most people are making working nights. So yeah, why wouldn't I? Yeah, no, I had to go where the money was. No, I get it, dude. I yeah, I, and you know, trust me, I work nights too when I needed to take a weekend to the ATL or something, or. Earn a quick grand. Right. But that was a good place for that, dude. I, I like that. I enjoyed that situation. It wasn't wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. It was definitely worst places. So yeah, it was I think we described it once as like uh taking candy from children. Yes, it was. Shooting fish out of yes, it and was. The, and the only way we would leave is in a uh stretcher or handcuffs. Yes. Yes. I left on the stretcher. 
and I left. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you. Hey, I'm not bragging, dude. I'm not bragging. It was it was funny, dude. It was that whole situation was funny, dude. I I like the people. The, you know, yes. still talk to some of them to this day. So it was a good. Yeah. You, you could take you could take any shitty job, but if you work with good people, it's tolerable. You know, yeah. if you you can have the, the you can have the best job in the world, but if you work with jackasses and, and assholes, forget it, dude. It's torture. Yeah, so should, yeah, when when you go to work, you should get up because you have the opportunity to go to work, not because you have to. You get to go to work. You don't have to go right. to work. That's what it should be. So I get. It. Yeah. So yeah, definitely some cool people. Um, they were they were talking about a, a rainforest reunion at one point, but as always, it, it kind of falls through. You know. Well, everybody's got different lives now, and they're going in different directions, and some are yeah. more spread out and different it, parts it, of the country. Life, life fucking happens. Dude. Yeah, but one of the one of the guys is a, a restaurant some uh, restaurant manager somewhere, and he was gonna you know offer his restaurant as as the meetup place. I guess they had a banquet room or something. Oh, okay. and it it all kind of just fell through. You know, I, I've run into a few in the in the future there it's, since that, like uh, at other restaurants and stuff, other uh, other places. Still in the restaurant business, some of the folks that we yeah. work with. So God bless them. You know, it's not an easy business, but if you're good at what you do, you can make very good money in the restaurant. Yeah. You know what you're doing. So. Well, we have we have one friend who was a, a manager at RFC who is now an, a manager at one of the the Dr. Philip area uh, restaurants, and he's doing very well. He's been a GM there for for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy that we worked with, he was actually working with uh, – Raymond James Stadium for a while, and now he's he's back in Orlando. Um, uh, one of the girls that we work with is a a friend of ours, and her husband, her ex husband, is a friend of ours. She um she's going for her bar. She's going to be a lawyer in a in a couple weeks. And you know, another one I know is a realtor. Yeah. But yeah, I may need to get the lawyer's phone number there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Tim's Tim's ex-wife. I, I know. Think she, yeah. Oh, okay. So, I didn't mean like I was going to try to call on her. I meant she, if she's a lawyer, I might need her. We need her services. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, that's about. good, dude. That's that's amazing. That's good stuff. I used yeah. to like when we used to go places. Like you know, a bunch of us would go somewhere, whether it was in the park or. Remember, we went over to Universal and saw us. Yeah. Uh, First time I saw Cheap Trick was with you at Universal. And yeah. it was during that, the Mardi Gras. Oh, that was the first, <laughs> the first thing when I came up with the pick in my mouth. and Yes. <laughs> yep. Um, and, and yeah, we, we went to, we went to some, we went to some event in Universal during the Cheap Trick concert. But we went beforehand into this building because there was a bar in there. And the two people behind the bar were RFC people, and uh, they they made very strong drinks. And he goes, "That'll be six fifty. I hand him a twenty. He hands me back five singles, a five and a ten. Nice. So yeah, our, our, I don't know if he, he did that with you, but no, yeah. I, it's funny. But I, I do remember uh, seeing somebody at that group that night at that event. We got a group photo in front of the sign, yes. the marquee. And it said cheap trick on it. And somebody in that group was there with 
another woman who was not his wife. Yes. I remember yes. that. Now, that was the first time I had experienced that. So I didn't know. Well, I mean, seeing someone else do that. I mean, but I'm just saying, I, what do you say? What do you do? You know, right. The, right. And like, they were awfully close in the picture. And what happens when this picture eventually circulates to his wife? Yeah, but see, things were different back then. There was no Facebook, and she didn't find out yeah. instantly, and it was plausible deniability. Look, honey, everybody's in the picture, you know, you know. Right, right. Yeah, nowadays, you know, you'd be your Instagram be blowing up. She'll be ghosting <laughs> you on Snapchat, you know. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun night. God. Yeah, yeah, we used to have a good time doing shit. Fucking, uh, I used to like. Uh, going to universal more than disney and you got into disney for free but right you know i, I universal is more fun than me i, mean, I don't know I, I just, well that's when that's when like you can get in the uh the mardi gras event and the uh the halloween horror nights event for 20 bucks yeah yeah now yeah, yeah bring a coke can with you yeah now it's now it's 100 bucks you know and 15 dollar beers yeah i i have a pass to universal I need to go so I can ride that roller coaster before they shut it down. I haven't yeah. been forever. I remember the, the first pass I got to Universal was like $13 a month. And now they don't even do that. They make you, they make you, whatever the pass is, well, you probably know, they make you pay like 150 bucks down payment on the pass and then the rest right. of it. This way you don't buy the pass, stop paying for it. You got into the park for $26. Right, exactly. You got to pay for that one day, pretty much is what it is. So, right. Anyway, dude, we are we are up against it here, dude. We flew through the the show here, dude. Yeah, show one hundred and fifty. Incredible. Yes. Incredible. Well, I'm happy that we were able to make it to one fifty. Thank you so much, Mike. You you uh, we're done? Is this the last one? We're we're finished? No. No. no? Say, uh, <laughs> no more. All we have to do is get to two fifty and. Uh, no, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, uh, you know, putting up with me for this stuff. So 150 shows. <laughs> I'm proud. But remember, see, we set the expectation way low. We're the world's worst fucking podcast. Anything we do is going to be an improvement. You're going to be pleasantly surprised. Right. So I would rather you be pleasantly surprised than greatly disappointed. Let's give some shout outs. Mike, you have any shout outs for anybody? Um, yeah. Walgreens. Thank you. Nice. Nice. Any of those you don't use, you can send my way, dude. I'm good. Dude, hey, check out my friend Gino Losi, G-I-N-O-L-O-S-I, anywhere on the interweb. Check him out on the socials. He'll put you on a monster fish anywhere in Florida. Trust me. Go check it out. Check out my friend Nightfan Stan over at Jet Set Printing. They do all kinds of printing, printing, and printing. Nightfan Stan at Jet Set Printing. And check out my friend Dustin Levine over at the Melon Patch Theater in Leesburg. Buy some tickets for your employees to go to shows. Community theater is great. Donate some money. Buy some advertising from Dustin Levine over there at the Mellon Patch Theater in Leesburg. Thank you for watching both mics. And Have a Coke and a smile. You. I appreciate you for watching and